Welcome to Truth Pudding, your weekly serving of unconventional advice for conscious entrepreneurs and ambitious weirdos looking to create a life of freedom, fun, and fulfillment. Join us, your hosts, Celine DaCosta and myself, Tessa Mack, as we dive deep into some seriously raw and real topics that are far too uncomfortable for most people to ever talk about. This show delivers radical honesty, all while having fun along the way. You'll see. Hello and welcome to Truth Pudding. Today, we're going to be talking about standards and how your standards are probably lower than you think they are. And hold on, before you get triggered or offended, just want you to know that this is the case for pretty much all of us. We have standards in our life that are probably not up to par to the goals and the things that we desire to create. And that's what we're going to be covering in this episode. What are standards? Why it's important to raise your standards and lower your expectations? And what can you actually do to raise your standards so that you're also raising your quality of life with it? Because, my friends, the quality of our life is actually determined by our standards. So, before we go further in that, what are standards, Tessa? Our standards are are basically the baseline for things that we are and we're not okay with in our lives. So, you know, if something is not up to our standards, that's a red flag for us and we decide not to move forward with that opportunity or that thing. So when we say the quality of your life is determined by your standards, it really means like what in your life are you allowing in and what are you not? What are you okay with and what are you not? What is up to par? Mm -hmm. What is the level of quality that you demand from different areas of your life? Because the difference in the outcomes in your life and what you get out of life is directly correlated with the standards that you hold in your business, in your dating, for your health, and so on. And this is not to be confused with expectations, which is expectations are the having a strong belief that someone will or should do something or that something should happen in your future. So when we look at standards, standards are internal. They're happening inside of you. They're barometers that you've created in different areas of the life of what you will and will not tolerate. And expectations are external. They're outside of you. It's things that you demand or want that are actually outside of your direct control. Expectations also say, for example, when it comes to something like a relationship, it's based on an external agreement with another party, whereas a standard is something that's an agreement with yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you want to change your life in any way, you have to raise your standards. If you want to change the way you do health, the way you do business, the way you're doing relationships, standards is the first thing that you want to be looking at because it's the raising your standards is the only thing that creates lasting change. So what do we mean when we say, okay, quote unquote, raise your standards? So one way to look at it is the stuff in your life that you should do versus you must do. So if you want to get in good shape and you only go to the gym when you feel like it or when it's comfortable, that is not a standard. That is a convenience. Whereas when it's your standard, like I'm going to do 60 minutes of cardio every single day, no matter what happens, no matter how I feel, that's a standard. That's raising your standard to reach a higher level of health. Yeah. So what Tessa's saying is that your shoulds need to become musts because shoulds 
are comfortable and convenient and optional, but musts are not. And our standards are based on our not our must. So asking yourself, what are your non-negotiables that you have in your life? And are you actually living up to that? So let's give some examples. I think a really popular one that uh, when it comes to standards, is something that hits near and dear for a lot of people is our love life. So the person that we choose to date is a reflection of our standards. And I'm, I'm pausing on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Because really sit with that. Yeah. The person you choose to date is a reflection of your standards. When we're dating someone and say they ghost us all the time and we're not doing anything about it and we're expecting them to change, that's showing that we actually have very low standards for ourselves or our expectations are high, which is something that I think a lot of people fall into this trap when it comes to dating where they hope for the moon in this fairy tale, but then their standards are so low that they end up actually settling for people who don't treat them right. And they wonder why and they blame other things, but it's really on them and it's really on us to set our standards. And that, and in doing that, furthermore, that's going to mean less people are available to be in our lives. Like it's actually going to probably mean cutting out some people. And I don't, that's not just with dating, it's with friendships too. And so that can actually feel a little bit lonely and like, you know, yeah, it can feel lonely when really it's, it's, leveling up in your life in a way where you're only letting in those who are actually worthy of your time and your energy and all of your precious resources you have to offer them. So yeah, going back to the ghosting example, when somebody's ghosting you and you're expecting them to answer you at, uh, within a day or, or, or within hours and you have all these expectations of like how this person needs to be answering you. There's a lot of go- going out, like putting yourself out there being like expecting externally things of other people but the real question to ask yourself is what was your standard for how do you communicate with that person in the first place why are you accepting and allowing people into your life that are willing to ghost you that are going to do that to begin with because if your standards were high enough for the sort of person that you're attracting and you made that clear right off the bat you wouldn't have ghosting to begin with Yeah, those people, you wouldn't even be interested in them in the first place. It would be a red flag right away. Right. There are people, if your standards were high enough, that person wouldn't even enter your radar. And yeah, so when you raise your standards as far as relationships and friendships even, the people that you actually notice change. It completely shifts your entire perception of reality essentially and you'll start to be attracted to different types of people that are actually compatible with your standards and what you're hoping to receive in life. Another example, personal example, that's more to do with health is I had these high hopes and expectations of getting fit in the gym super fast. And I would go to the gym when I felt like it, you know, a couple times a week, I would eat cheeseburgers and then wonder why I wasn't some like bikini model. (laughs) And the thing is, it was my expectations again, were super high, but my standards of how I actually showed up every single day. And that's the thing with standards. It's not, it's not just sometimes it's always, and that's what makes it a standard. It's a non-negotiable. It's a must that you have to maintain every single day because once you slip that's when it falls into the should category and that's when real change doesn't actually happen so it requires a lot of consistent effort and baby steps rather than one day doing an epic job at the gym it's about every day showing up yeah 
And once you have a must, you find a way to get to it. It's a non-negotiable. And I remember this specifically happening in my own life as well, where I used to, I, oh my goodness, I used to have the most toxic relationship patterns where I, um, before I actually did work to heal my childhood wounds and, and uh, issues around my parents and, and so many old patterns that I was running, I just kept attracting these emotionally unavailable men and just engaging in this like anxious avoidant pattern where the men that I would date would be super avoidant and then I would get super anxious, chase after them. They would avoid, avoid, avoid. It would turn into this big drama and it would explode, break my heart, like, you know, start over. And I was in this toxic loop for, for years until truly like I had my heart broken for the last time. Well, maybe not the last time, hopefully not the, the last time, but it was so bad that I made a decision that attracting a good man into my life is a must. It's not negotiable. I have to stop doing this. And healing this part of me was non-negotiable. I mean, same with when I decided to live in New York City a few years ago, when I decided that I could not do corporate anymore and I had to start a business. It was a non-negotiable for me. So, um, you know, one of the things actually, when I first met, met uh, Tessa, and as you know, she's a dating coach. And I remember being like, I feel like my standards are too high. I can't get the guy that I want because I just expect or, or not rather expect, but I, I feel like my standards are too high. I feel like I'm asking for too much. And I remember her telling me, actually, your standards are too low. And I remember being like, what do you mean? If my standards were too low then wouldn't I, then I don't get it. Wouldn't I already like have attracted the man that I want? And Tessa, I feel like you can speak to this better than I can. What what was the deal? The deal was that I think it was your expectations. You want, you were hoping you wanted the moon with, for, with men that just weren't worthy of actually caring for you and mm -hmm. just not able to show up for you. But you were putting all this, expectations onto them and then they couldn't deliver and then you would wonder why it wasn't working and it wasn't about them it was about your standards and the kinds of people you were looking to actually be in a relationship with mm -hmm. I totally remember that yeah oh yeah gosh. <laughs> I mean I, I I really had a lot of expectations of the men that I would date I wanted them to take me on dates to treat me like a princess, to hold space for my emotions. And, and I had all these expectations. Well, they have to do this and they have to do that and they have to do this. And they have to like text me at this frequency and they have to take me on these dates and they, they need to just like a freaking laundry list of expectations that I had. However, um, my standards were not high enough because I would allow basically any man who gave me a proper amount of attention and said the right things or, or, you know, whispered the sweet nothings into my ear. I'd be like, Oh, okay, I'll date you. And so I actually had these pretty low standards about the men that I would um, allow to date me. And then I turn around and expect all these things from them that they wouldn't be able to deliver because they were not the standard of man that I actually needed to have in my life. And of course I was getting my expectations. Met. Of course, I kept getting disappointed because I was lowering my standards to be with essentially any kind of man um, when actually the sort of man that I wanted needed to have much higher standards of, of what kind of man he actually was. 
I think that's a really important point in that a lot of people, they'll go on dates and because that person is giving them attention, they like put them on this pedestal almost where they just can do no wrong and like any, you know, just, and they'll take whatever they can get, no matter how badly they're treated, just if they're getting these very basic things met, which yeah, in fact shows your standards are not as high as they should be. And that is, yeah, I see it all the time. And it's so, I get so passionate whenever it happens. I'm like, you got to stop just, just because someone will give you the time of day doesn't mean that they are worthy of you and that they're up to your standards. And I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to actually even know what your standards are. So I would love to use this episode as a permission slip for everyone to actually take a look at your standards and what are they currently in your life, in your relationships, in your health, in your business. And, and how do you, how do you identify that? Well, look at the parts of your life where you can feel that the quality of what you're getting is not enough. So one of the examples we've used is your dating life, your partnership. Um, if you have one, it's it, just asking yourself like, wow, am I actually truly getting what I want and, and what a desire or your business? If you have team, people on your team, is it, are they actually, meeting the standards of not the expectations, but the standards of quality that I have for myself and my business. Asking yourself that in your health, which is what are the standards that I hold for myself? Am I in the in the best shape that I could possibly be and want to be? Do I have standards for what I am willing and not willing to do? So for example, a, a standard would be, I'm not going to be, you know, eating chocolate chip ice cream at 2 a.m. in the morning ever that's just not something that I want to be doing because it's unhealthy for my body. It's going to mess up my digestion system and I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to get fit and I keep freaking eating chocolate chip, I don't know, cookie dough, whatever the, the, the hell um, at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's you not having a high enough standard for yourself and for your health and your well-being. And, you know, other examples are with friendships. What are your standards for the sort of friends that you want? If you find yourself not having the kind of friendships of people who are really supportive, who show up for you, who'll do things for you, who'll help you no matter what, then it's also asking yourself, what are the standards for the friendships that you want to have? So, you know, an example of that is if you have a friend who keeps taking advantage of you or who's talking to you in a way that is is not kind or is unacceptable um, or somebody who, yeah, is just constantly hitting you up for favors and never reciprocating. Well, you could sit around being super, super frustrated about this friend and how much they suck and like, why don't they appreciate me and why don't they care about me? Or you could raise your standards for what a true friend is and essentially weave out all the people in your life that are not meeting those standards and invite the people who are so that it, it shouldn't feel like a job it shouldn't feel like you're exerting so much time and energy to when you have standards, it shouldn't feel hard for you to be meeting them when you're actually like committed to them in the sense that um, it shouldn't feel if you have a standard for what a good, loyal, kind friend is and you attract those people because of that standard that you set you shouldn't be chasing your friends around asking them or expecting them to be good friends because they will be because they're meeting your standards. That is so true. And um, I think something that might be hard for people to hear is that, again, I've said this before, but when you do raise your standards when it comes to people in your life, it can feel really lonely sometimes. And I personally, like, 
experienced that in the past. I've had some really toxic, toxic friendships that ended. And it's like, you have to, once they're cut out, you have to actually face being alone and what that actually means and connecting with yourself in a way that when all these other people are around, you don't have time to focus on. And I think that that's something that might motivate people to keep these toxic people around. But once you sort of sit with those emotions and really get through that, there's so much more on the other side. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's such and it spending time with yourself is a blessing. It's a really beautiful thing when you get, have the chance to actually just let yourself feel and start to want better for yourself. Yeah. And when you do this, when you raise your standards, life gets better because the thing with, you know, suddenly raising your standards or doing this kind of work and bringing awareness to what your standards currently are and bringing them up, um, again, using the dating example is to the untrained eye, let's say you raise your standards in your dating life and what you want and need from a partner. To the untrained eye, it might feel like there's a lot less people around. It's like the, your pool of dating all of a sudden just becomes way smaller because you're saying no more. And like Tessa said, this can feel really lonely because you're saying, this is um, what I want in a partner. This is what I'm really truly looking for. And all of a sudden that pool of dating, whereas before you might've just taken just about anyone. And now it's like that cuts it down. 80% of people that you previously would have taken with your lower standards are no longer a match. And in the beginning it can feel like, Oh my gosh, it's lonely. There's no one out there for me. I can't attract the right person. And this also applies to friendships by the way. And, but it's not because it's actually a boundary that you've created for yourself and that will attract the right people to rise up. Like the people who truly care and want to be in your life, when you raise your standards will rise up and meet you where you're at. And the ones who don't, they will be naturally repelled. So the wrong people who like can't pass the threshold of your, of your new standards are just going to like evaporate and disappear. So it's a really amazing filtering system of allowing people who really truly uh, deserve and, and want to, to meet you where you're at to come closer to you and the ones who just aren't willing or don't have the capacity to, to disappear. And I'm in a right now with dating. I'm absolutely in that place. Like I'm a dating coach and I realized not so long ago, I don't know, maybe six months ago that the standards for what I was allowing the types of men and like how they could treat me. It was just so unacceptable. So I've been taking a lot of time to myself and I'm really so clear now on what kinds of traits I actually want in a person and why I want it, not just what, but why. And I think that's also something that's really worth mentioning, whether it's in dating or health or whatnot is um, finding the thing that really motivates you to make that change. So for example, if it's health, I think this might be the easiest way to explain it. Um, if you, if your true desire is to look sexy in a bikini, don't, don't chase optimal health. Like actually pick the thing that makes you really want that change, no matter what it is. No, I'm saying that basically like if you're, if you, what you really want is to look sexy naked, but you're trying to justify it with like all this health stuff and eating right. And that's just not landing for you. It's basically finding the thing that lands for you the most. That really drives you to when you have that craving at two in the morning, not to take it because there's something that you want even more 
in the long term as opposed to in that moment. So finding that why underneath, like, why do I want these traits in a person? Why don't, why do I want to look, why do I want to be in good shape? Is it to look sexy? Is it to be healthy? Like whatever the, the deeper why is, is what you really need to focus on and not try to pick reasons that maybe aren't yours or don't excite you. So I know that for the bikini body, that's something that's on your vision board. What would your why be? So that could be someone's why is what I'm saying. Like if someone's actual heart's desire is to have the bikini body and they're trying to get in shape, they shouldn't try to pick the thing that they think should motivate them. But I mean, what's yours? Oh, mine. (laughs) I want to look sexy naked, but I also actually really do care about health and longevity. And I've, um, someone I really look up to, Jesse Itzler said, he said, if you have health, you have hope. And if you have hope, you have everything. Mm-hmm. And that really landed for me just knowing, because yeah, if you're, if you're on a private jet and you're a billionaire and Victoria's secret models are feeding you grapes, but if you have a sore throat, all you're going to think about is a sore throat. None mm-hmm. of the, the rest of it's not going to matter. So you need to, yeah. So I do think having health is a really inspiring goal, but for a long time it wasn't. It wasn't, honestly. In the beginning, it was looking sexy. But now, <laughs> now I actually really see the value in health and it because I want to be around longer, but in a way where I can actually do the things I want to do for as long as possible. So what would standards look like for you? Low standards versus high so, standards? So low standards for me would would be whenever I feel like eating a cheeseburger or cake, just buying it and not thinking too much of it and then hating myself afterwards and, and not even enjoying it. I would eat it and feel guilty. And then, you know, only going to the gym like two or three times a week and only going if I had a trainer or a class and not by myself and just all these reasons and all these amazing excuses why I shouldn't be going or why I can't go or why it's not, it's not a good time. Everyone has 30 minutes a day to work out if they want. It's true. We all have 30 minutes a day. That's a standard. So let's get into the nitty gritty of that, what that looks like, because Having the, I have to move every single day. I have to move my body every single day, at least for 30 minutes a day is a standard. The expectation is I'm going to go to the gym every day and have like a bikini body, even though I'm eating whatever the fuck I want, you know, like as long as I work out a little harder or get a better fitness trainer or whatever, like I'll get what I want. That's the expectation. The standard is every day I move my body. This is non-negotiable, whether it's yoga, whether I'm just dancing in my room, whether I go to the gym or I hire a trainer, it doesn't freaking matter what that looks like. The standard is I must move my body. Another standard is I'm not going to put junk food in my body. I'm not going to put chemicals in my body. I'm not going to put like unhealthy chemically shit inside of me unless like you have the occasional Dorito. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, but 90% of the time I am eating healthy, uh, natural, non-GMO food. That's a standard. That is a standard. And it's funny. It took me almost 30 years of my life to get here. But even just the other day, I remember I was, I wanted to order some greasy tacos from an unhealthy place. And I was like, why would I do that to myself? Like, why would I do that to this body that is so kind to me that helps me move every day? And it's just been a total mindset shift since I raised my standards and whatever I needed to get there was whether it was looking sexy at first. Now I truly do believe if you have health, you have hope. And if you have hope, you have everything. Yeah. And then let's turn it to love because I know I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a guinea pig for this one, which is, you know, my, uh, my standards for the men I was willing to date were freaking 
low. I mean, I feel like, what were my standards? I feel like you can probably mirror this back better to me than I can. <sighs> I think your standards, I never had the pleasure of meeting a lot of these people. Just oh, this story. is true. Yeah, I've, actually, true. I've actually only met the good ones. I'd like yeah, to that. Yeah, that's true. Ones. You've only met the good I ones. Know. Yeah, I would say that my standards were that as long as they paid attention to me, like I was settling for scraps. I was, you know, as long as they were like saying cute things and whatever, like it didn't matter that they were texting me at freaking two in the morning, right? I, I was willing to accept that. And I remember that when I started to raise my standards is when I started to truly ask for what I want right off the bat and not be afraid if a man would walk away because I did that. Isn't isn't the first time you met AJ, your boyfriend, you actually shared with him the list of all the traits you want? Yeah. yeah. Literally right away. My partner, um, when I met him the first time, we literally like dissected my list. I, I had created a list of the man I wanted to attract uh, and who I I had to become in order to to attract this man and i'm like here's my list and he looked at it day one he he saw this is a list of the man that i want and in that list by the way because a lot of people do the list and it doesn't work out for them because that list it pro- will probably have expectations on it and not standards. Ooh, that's so true. I think, yeah, you even had a couple in there like, I, he better be able to read my mind. Yeah, that, that was the oldest. <laughs> yeah. So the, my oldest was like 80% expectations. Like he needs to be able to like know what I want before I want it. He needs to be able to do this for me and do that for me. It, it was all like things that this man had to do that was external of me. And when I actually recreated the list that attracted my, my now partner, it was standards. Mm. He, he needs to be kind and good to me and treat me kindly because he is a kind person yeah, because that's the okay right? like that, that, not because he needs to treat me like a princess but because he is a kind person and my standard is to date a kind person then he will treat me kindly um other standards that i put in was that he is uh, committed to his purpose and his dreams and it's something that's very important to him and he will like focus on that's a standard to because a lot of the guys that you know sorry for the guys who dated me but not sorry um they were kind of deadbeats they didn't have standards for themselves and their career Mm -hmm. and what it is that they wanted with their life and i was settling for that i was like oh I, i make money like i'm i have my career like i got my shit together i guess i can be with somebody who doesn't but my standard is no i don't i don't want to be with somebody who doesn't have um a career and and a vision not because they're like poor or something necessarily but actually because of what that reflects about who they are and what their standards are for themselves yes what they're willing to what they want to create in this world right and purpose is so important to both of us and i actually had i had kind of the opposite problem before i raised my standards i would date these guys who had extraordinary careers who did these amazing purpose-driven things i thought it was so attractive and what I'm realizing is that's the thing I want in myself. And I was looking at, I was looking for uh, to men to fill that hole for me. And in doing that, I would basically date people who didn't have those 30 minutes a day to spend time with me because they were too busy in their purpose. And I would 
excuse that behavior and say like, oh, but they're, you know, they have their priorities. When I realized I actually want to be one of their priorities. And that was something that when my standards were lower, I think I didn't think I was worthy of being a priority. I didn't let myself actually admit that. And Mm -hmm. so in raising my standards now, I I still want someone who's very purpose driven, but it doesn't need to be this big shiny thing. Like I understand that I need to create that light within myself. And that's what I appreciated about them so much, but not at the expense of me, like never having anyone pay attention to Mm -hmm. me. Like at all. So Mm -hmm. we actually had very, I'd say opposite. Well, actually I was going to say when you were saying that, I was going to say, I have something similar in the sense that um, an expectation would be, well, he needs to spend X amount of time with me or like he needs to basically uh, give me this amount of attention. This is what I expect of him as opposed to a standard is I want to be with somebody who sees our relationship and our union as one of the most important activities of his life. Agreed. And that's the standard because to me, my business is, and my relationship, I mean, I would actually say my relationship is more important. Yeah. You did say that to me. It's more important. That doesn't mean my, my business is unimportant. It means that this is something that is so incredibly important for, to me that I'm willing to, to give it time, to give it love, to grow it. And that again is a standard. And so when I was able to really understand like, what is the difference between my standards in, in my love life and, and also in other areas of my life and my expectations. And I was able to divorce the two Then I was able to understand, like, these are the standards that I hold for a man. And I could speak to those unapologetically. I remember the, you know, the first date that I had with AJ, my partner, um, I told him like, he had seen the list. And I literally said right off the bat, I said, Hey, you know, you've seen what I'm looking for. You've seen what my standards are. What do you want? We're on a date right now. You're clearly romantically interested in me. What do you want from me? And I looked him in the face and I said that. And he looked at me like just straight up, like, you know, and instantly said partnership. And I, yeah, I think that's what you truly want is someone who genuinely wants to be with you and wants to do all these things with you. Right. As opposed to forcing them or telling them like, you have to spend X amount of time with me. Someone who just knows I want you and I want to do all these things with you and create this beautiful life together with you because that's who they are. Mm -hmm. What's important is that that happened because of standards. Yes. You know? Because I, I can tell you that when I tell the story, there's so many women who freaking cringe and they're like, oh my God, I would never say that to a man because what if he says no? What if he runs away? What if it's like, it sounds like you're talking to an emotionally unavailable man. Yeah. Absolutely. If you are saying, here's what I want and it's coming from a standards place. Cause yes, I do agree that if you're like, well, hi, nice to meet you. We've just met. Here's like my list of expectations for like who you need to be in order for me to like, to like be in a relationship with you with like, yeah. Okay. That that's, that would scare some people off because it's rude. <laughs> Cause you're just like, I don't know you, but here's all the expectations that I have for you as opposed to, hi, here are the standards that I hold for myself. Are you down or are you not down? Totally fine if you're not. The door's that way. And if you are, come come this way. And it's the same thing with friendships, right? If you're, you have low standards for, for example, 
flakiness and you're like, oh, whatever, people can totally flake out on me and they can totally lie to me or cancel last minute and I'll accept that and no, no problem. But then you expect them to be on time or you expect them to show up. You're going to have a big issue because your standards are saying, oh, sure, no problem. You can flake out on me and I won't say anything or like I'll allow it or be passive aggressive for a couple of days. And your expectations say, oh, why didn't you text me sooner? Blah, blah, blah. You're just going to get really pissed off, not get what you want and definitely not have the kind of friends that you want attract standards is also energy it's demanding out of life what you want out of life and not demanding when i say demanding it's not demanding it of the other person but demanding it of yourself as in it is a must for me to have friendships where my friends show up for me and they help me um, and, and they're there for me through hard times. And when I say it's a standard, it's, it's, it's a two-way street because that's how I'm going to show up for my friends. It is a must for me to have a business that is aligned to my purpose and that is going to be fulfilling as much as it is successful. That's a standard that I hold for myself. It is a must for me to be with a man who's fully committed and ready to work on himself and on his shit and with me and by himself. So these are examples of standards in different. It is a standard for me. It is a must for me to eat healthy, put good things in my body, have at least seven to eight hours of sleep every single night and actually like be good to myself on a physical level. These are all standards that I hold myself to and they're just non-negotiable. Standards are truly a reflection of self-love, if nothing else. It really sounds like from this conversation. And then, yeah, expectations. That's something, when you have an expectation, that's something that I think comes most fairly when there's a sort of, when there's a consensual agreement with you and another person. So now that Celine and AJ are in a partnership, she can say like, hey, I expect you, I expect that, you know, we spend a couple of days a week together and he agrees. So that's yeah. a consensual. So expectations are external and they also come with consensual agreement with another party. Yeah. When it comes to expectations, you need consent. It's fine to have them of other people like, hey, uh, Tessa, I expect you to lock the door at night when you know we live together. I expect you to lock the door if you're the last one in and I will do the same. We agreed on that. So we're going to be doing that. The standard behind that is safety. Safety <laughs> is safety is like, I want to live in a home where I am safe. The expectation is whoever's the last person to, to walk in is going to lock the door. But we both agree to that. That's consensual. And that's a really small example. Um, but to understand, you know, standards on the other hand, they're internal and they're not negotiable for me. Safety not negotiable for me being treated well by my partner and being respected by my partner is a standard. It is not negotiable. And so when you actually start to understand the difference between a standard and an expectation, what you can do is number one, raise your standards so you can raise the quality of your life. And number two, manage the expectations that you have of other people so that you're not consistently doing one way expectations that they have no freaking clue that you're expecting of them, because that's just going to lead to conflict and a lot of um, resentment and disappointment. But rather you can say, cool, these are my standards. And according to this, these are the expectations that I have. And now how do you actually manage those expectations so that both parties are clear of what that expectation is and can actually agree to it or not? So to wrap things up, raise your standards, lower your expectations. So what does that 
look like. Think about the most important areas of your life, your career, your love life, your family, your personal life, your health, all of these things. What are the shoulds you have in these important areas in your life right now? The things that you only do when it's convenient or comfortable. For instance, do you only confront your partner on the small things when there's, when there's something bigger? Do you avoid it because it's uncomfortable and you're scared? Like, are you only going to the gym on days where you have high energy? And then ask yourself, once you figured out what your shoulds are, what are your musts? The things that you will do, even if it's uncomfortable, no matter what. And that could look like waking up early and having a consistent morning routine, no matter what. Working out a minimum of three times a week or moving your body 30 minutes a day, no matter what. Spending quality time with your partner every single week. Making time for yourself and your children. What is the baseline for the standards that you hold yourself to and for the quality of life that you desire for yourself? And then it's important to look at what expectations you're holding and in what ways do you want certain results from yourself or other people that are extremely high, but you're not even actually meeting those yourself. Like when you expect to look fit in a month because you're on a diet and working out or that the next person you meet on Tinder is going to be your dream man and treat you in the ways you always wanted to. Are are there any parts of your life where you're basically putting these crazy expectations onto external things and expecting to have this incredible result overnight when really it takes the consistent hard work of every day keeping those standards and raising them over and over and over again. Yeah. And remember that if you have these super high expectations, you are setting yourself to get disappointed constantly, especially if your standards do not match your expectations. On the other hand, if you lower your expectations and raise your standards, then you're setting yourself up to consistently find yourself pleasantly surprised by how things turn out and who does not want that yeah exactly exactly so little homework for you is think about these areas of your life about health relationships career love life the areas of your life that are most important right now and ask yourself what are my standards what are my expectations and in what ways Do I need to raise my standards and turn those shoulds into musts? And in which ways can I lower my expectations to make my life easier, more stress-free? And more importantly, when you actually do raise those standards and lower those expectations, what in your life needs to shift? So it's important to also take an audit of, of the things in your life and understanding what are the actual changes that I need to make because it's all good and easy to talk about, oh, well, these, this is my list of um, standards and here's the expectations that I want to cut. But at the end of the day, you actually have to go out there and do it in order to improve your life. So action, action action baby who do you need to become in order to have these standards be met yeah the version of you who has these higher standards and these lower expectations who is that person and what action is that person taking today this week what routines are you putting in place what habits are you creating who are the people that you are saying no to and who are the people that you are making yourself emotionally and energetically available to because when you raise your standards you will attract the people who can match them and you will repel the people who are not willing to meet you where you are so it's actually a gift in disguise even if in the beginning you might lose out on a few friends or lose out on a free few dates remember that as long as you stay true to your standards you will attract the people who are willing to match them 
Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. I think that wraps it up for today's episode. So if you loved what you heard, drop us a comment, take a screenshot, let us know how you decided to raise your standards and maybe even write us a little review if you want. Yes. And tag us in said screenshots. So yes. at Mac and at Celine DaCosta. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're really looking forward to hearing what you thought about the episode and also more so looking forward to seeing you raise those standards. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. So go out there. Do the damn thing, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Truth Pudding. If you enjoyed today's serving of radical honesty and deep dive conversation, please support the show by giving us a five-star review wherever you happen to download your favorite podcasts. We'll see you, along with the rest of our tribe of conscious entrepreneurs and ambitious weirdos, in the next episode. Mwah.